Welcome to another episode of Twitter Magic Tales, the podcast where I interview people that I actually met on Twitter, but I've not met in real life yet. And that's what I like to say yet, because usually I bring relationships from Twitter offline at some stage. And I'm really, really honored to have Mirko Ross here with me today. And he is a, a cybersecurity hacker expert. What would you like me to call you? You're everything, really, aren't you? A bit of everything. <laughs> No. <laughs> First of all, thanks for inviting me, and it's a pleasure to be in your show. And then you can call me a cybersecurity expert, which is okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, um, because I know a lot of people. Um, this is kind of new to them. Uh, for people listening, they're probably working from home on their home computer and stuff like that. So it's like cybersecurity, yeah, whatever, you know. But it's actually really important, isn't it? Yeah, <clears throat> and I think it's getting more and more important because. We see a lot of stuff going on there, which is really horrible. <laughs> like what? Like what? Tell us, tell us. So do we want to really step into the scary? Let's scare people first. Yeah. <laughs> scare people first. So for example, if you have an IP camera and a lot of people are using IP camera in their homes because just like to for surveillance, own surveillance. So if you're, for example, traveling, so you have an IP camera and you can watch what's going on in your home. It's There is a big problem with connected IP cameras out there. A lot of them are completely unsecured. And this leads into a situation where people from outside, remote, can access the IP camera and they can watch the IP camera. And um, this is a little bit critical, of course, if this is inside your home. And there are some really, really, um, a lot of horrible things going on, like people are watching from remote what's going on in the IP camera. There is a great search engine out there. It's called Shodan. So people in the cybersecurity space know it. So Shodan is just scanning the web for vulnerable devices, for example, no. IP cameras. Yeah. Then you can watch maybe IP cameras of a hairdresser in Taiwan. <laughs> you see people inside and a lot of shop owners and you just get access to these video streams. Oh my goodness, I had no idea. Okay, that's a scary, I think that's enough scariness though for our listeners. Um, that We get the idea, we get the idea. And I know over here in Ireland, we had a huge um, ransomware uh, issue with the health service. Did you know about that? Yeah, of course. I mean, ransomware is the super expanding business <laughs> in the cybersecurity space. And it's a multi-billion dollar business worldwide. I call I it a business because it's cyber criminals business. I remember watching Homeland and there was, um, she had her laptop and then some big skeleton came up. Is that like similar? Yes. That And he just said, you have to pay me to get this back kind of thing. Yes, I also like this Hollywood movie stuff about hacker <laughs> and cybersecurity. So when the when the skulls are popping up and they're laughing and <laughs> yeah, because you don't look like that. And also the typical stereotype of what they look like is like a big fat guy drinking um, coke, like whatever, and chips. Let's have a coke drinking coke and chips, or you know what I mean. It's always like a guy living in his mother's basement kind of thing, isn't it? <laughs> You don't look like yes, that at that's, all. That's also a stereotype. Yes, um, hackers are fat. 
sometimes <laughs> uh, they're living at the, at the basement it's always night yeah always <laughs> no night always there yeah but it's to be honest uh the most people i know in the cybersecurity space are quite healthy yeah yeah they're, i know they take really care about their health <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and you are based in Germany, but I know you speak all over the world about this. And what is the most common um, misconception that you come across um, when you're talking to people like me, like someone who doesn't know much about cybersecurity that is maybe working from home, has a laptop, has a camera on the laptop, yeah. Wi-Fi. Um, maybe I travel a bit and I might be going to conferences and I'm looking for Wi-Fi when I get there. Can you give us some tips for people like me? <laughs> I mean, the most common problem is that people are too optimistic. <laughs> so wow. Well, uh, why should it hit me? I mean, I'm only a freelancer, for example. Why should it hit me? I'm only a freelancer. I'm not a big corporation. Um, so why should hackers attack me? And why this is optimistic? Because the people don't understand that many attacks carried out and performed are completely automatic attacks so there are billions of so-called botnets created by automatic attacks the scanning is completely automatic so this um, processes are just looking for vulnerabilities they're using vulnerabilities and then it's a completely automatic hack there's no human in behind um, mm. the human are the humans are stepping in much later sometimes but okay so what can we do to protect ourselves well that's a good question. <laughs> they're getting all, better and better, aren't they? Anyway, but what would be like? Yeah. First of all, I think there are some some things you can do. First of all, for example, if you keep in mind always when you are in the internet, attached in the internet, if you're using with devices the internet, keep in mind if you are in the internet, you can be hacked. That's number one. So the first idea is: Do you really need to connect everything? And that's what I'm talking to people, for example, who have smart homes. Do you need a smart lock for your home? Obviously, I think as a cybersecurity expert, this is not a very good idea because the industry of lock picking um, has a history of about 4,000 years. So remember the first locks have been invented maybe in Egypt. Oh yeah. <laughs> And by the same time, the lock picking industry has started. So this was always a race between lock people who are engineering locks and people who are lock pickers. So this is a really old, ancient, human, cultural topic. So why you want to have a smart lock? Because you are adding now much more threat landscape to your lock. And locks are essentials because they protect our privacy, they pro protect our um, shelters, the only shelters we may have. So I think smart locks are a bad idea. Don't use them, number one. Okay, okay. And yeah. um, what about um, moving your laptop from one location to another? Well, that's also a little bit um, a good question. For example, if I travel. I mean, I travel a lot. I always take care what kind of networks I'm using if I'm connected to the internet. So I prefer, obviously, the mobile networks. I have my own access to the mobile networks from my smart home. And I avoid to use public networks, for example. Because public networks means you're connecting to a router. 
which is then connected to the internet. And you don't know who's watching on that router, who's accessing that router, who's reading that information. And for some people out there, why there are so many public networks in shopping centers? Well, they are there because the operators of the shopping center can track your movement in the shopping center. So they can use it to optimize their how how they present shop owners or their how they present products in a shopping center. And you need to be aware of that. They can do it just by tracking you in the public Wi-Fi network. Right. So the airport? What about airport? Yeah, it's also not a good idea. Wow. <laughs> so uh, because airports are as well, like from a attacker's perspective, you really want to access information like uh, what you like your message and your communication, you can intercept that on that level. If it's not well encrypted, you can intercept that. And um, I think especially on airports, there are many parties maybe interested on what kind of information is running through the network. Okay, well, that is just okay. Oh, okay. So what, what could we do? Like, you know, when you see these um, security things you can put in your laptop, like, so is there anyone particular that you recommend or, you know, that we can download these security things? I don't know. <clears throat> yes, yes and no. I mean, there are some types of attacks, um, and this is super scary, they're called zero-click attacks. Okay. <laughs> so what is a zero-click attack? It means someone can send you a message and even you don't need to click on it, uh, you're getting immediately hacked. That's oh. what we have seen recently um, on oh. the iPhone, for example. Okay. So that's super scary because you can't protect by that. <laughs> I mean, there is no protection. And we see this kind of attacks maybe more often in the future, but there are other attacks where you can protect yourself. And this is, uh, for example, have a look on what kind of networks you're connecting. Switch off your wireless LAN if you are not using it. Right? Oh. Because you have to think about, I mean, your smartphone in the background, your smartphone is scanning permanently on wireless LAN. So, and, it, and there is a protocol in there where the smartphone is connecting to wireless LAN, to, to any wireless LAN. So switch it off, for example, that's a good advice. Okay, um, I never do. Yeah, patch your phone immediately. If there is a update for your phone, patch it. I mean, that's applied updates. So always when you see, do you want to update, say yes. Yep. Okay, good. well, they're great tips. They're great basic tips. That that we can use. Um, so if anyone wants to get in touch with you, like do you advise companies and do you do talks like that or what way would be helpful for you to help you today? Well, I mean, if I go for, let's, let's say companies, it's of course a little bit more complex because a company IT infrastructure is more complex. So, but for example, what I'm doing, what is my key profession? For example, if companies are developing connected products, um, to advise them to build these products in a safe way and how to keep them safe during their lifetime. This is super interesting, for example, for medical devices. I mean, keep in mind, uh, this is a question of life and death. Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. So, um, and the company, like, what, where will I tell people to go and find out more about you? Yeah, it's Ashwin. It's called, the company is called Ashwin. And you can reach us on uh, ashwin.io. It's A-S-V-I-N.io. 
And there you get a lot of information what we are doing. We have a nice blog. And um, as well, I'm running a cybersecurity podcast. It's called hackwork.io. Uh, um, we've just recently launched a pilot and there will be some cool episodes follow up. But you need to be really brave if you listen to that because that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh well, well I can put these I can put these links in the show so people can check them out. But um well the best look and let me know when you do the podcast. I will retweet it for you. And um yeah, thank you so much. It's been <laughs> eye-opening and I I'll turn off my my wireless thing now tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time and uh, it's lovely to chat to you and um I'll see you on Twitter. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>